Hey guys, welcome to episode 10 of the Mortgage Guide podcast. I am your host, Adam Lesnar. Today we're talking about five reasons your real estate appraisal matters. So obviously the value is a big part of it, big piece of the puzzle, but um, there's actually other reasons why your appraisal matters when you're buying a house or even refinancing. So we're gonna dive into it, let's take a look. This and every episode of the Mortgage Guide podcast is brought to you by balanceprocess.com where we bring balance to the home buying process. Find out how you can get approved for some of the most unique scenarios at balanceprocess.com. So if you've gotten to the point in the home buying process where an appraisal has been ordered, you're now moving forward full steam ahead. Got your pre-approval, you found the house, got the offer accepted, inspection passed with flying colors, and now it's time to order appraisal. It's no secret that when buying a home, the appraisal matters. For the most part, the biggest anxiety for all the parties is did the home appraise for the contract price. While the value is indeed extremely important, the truth is there are several crucial ways the appraisal contributes to the approval process other than a highly detailed opinion of fair market value of the property. Number one, timing. So getting an appraisal back within a reasonable time frame can make or break a deal. If you're in a rural area or an area where real estate market is booming, you could wait up to three or more weeks just to get the appraisal results. This can be even more frustrating if the appraised value comes in lower or repairs are needed. Right now, there are even some areas in the country where appraisers are flat out declining appraisal orders because they know they don't have the capacity to turn the appraisal report around um, in a timely manner. So when the purchase contract states that the deal needs to close within 45 days and it takes 40 days to get the appraisal results, it, uh, expect an extension needed on the purchase agreement. Number two, condition. If you're getting a mortgage, the property needs to meet some basic standards for the lender to give a thumbs up on with regard to acceptable property condition. Common property condition issues that pop up on appraisals and cause issues are things like mold in the attic or the basement, peeling paint on the outside of the home or garage, tripping hazards, broken windows, and missing fixtures. Anything noticeably wrong with the property is likely to be pointed out by the appraiser with photos. When repairs are noted on the appraisal, the seller will need to complete those repairs prior to closing and the property will need to be reinspected by the same appraiser to confirm the re uh, requested repairs have been made. Number three, comparables. When coming up with an opinion of value, the appraiser selects recently sold homes within the market that are similar in size, condition, location, and amenities. The appraiser then compares those homes with the subject property and makes adjustments based on differences and similarities between the homes. For example, if the subject property is a three bed, two bath ranch on a half acre, the appraiser would look to include three bed, two bath ranches that sit on a half acre. The appraiser would not be including three bed, two bath condominiums. 
it doesn't have to be identical in size and condition, but it does need to be the same type of property. Unique properties can be very difficult to finance. If there are no similar properties sold within a reasonable distance and a reasonable time frame, which is an underwriter discretion, the deal could be dead. There's also a limit to how much an appraiser can make adjustments on value based on the differences in homes. If the adjustments made are too high, the comparable properties used could be considered irrelevant or unacceptable and would need to be replaced by a better comparable if possible. Number four, confidence. For some buyers, the appraised value can have an impact on their ego. Let's say you get under contract on a house for $300,000 and it appraises for $380,000. There might be an increased warm and fuzzy feeling knowing you got a good deal. Another confidence booster in a case like this is that if you're going to be paying uh, private mortgage insurance or PMI due to a, a low down payment, um, you may be able to refinance in a year and then use that new appraised value to drop your PMI, which could save you hundreds of dollars a month. Knowing that you have instant equity in the home that you already love to begin with can really add a nice cherry on top. Number five, compliance. So the collateral, the house used to secure the mortgage must comply with lender guidelines. One of the biggest issues when talking about compliance has to do with finding out if the home is a non-warrantable condo. Obviously this doesn't apply to single family homes. If a property is a condominium, the appraiser will reveal information pertaining to the number of units that are owned by one entity, uh, number of units that aren't complete and other important information about the condo that could cause issues. Another fairly common issue that can come up as a compliance issue is the number of acres that a property sits on. Now we're switching from condo to single family home, obviously. So depending on what type of loan uh, program you're seeking, there may be an issue with giving any value to the acreage of beyond 10 or 20 acres. For someone buying a 50 acre property, this can be a deal breaker if most of the value is in the land. If the appraisal states the subject property was uh, recently sold, there could also be some flipping restrictions depending on what type of loan you're seeking. The appraisal can clearly make or break the deal in several unique ways other than value. Hey, I appreciate you stopping by. I appreciate you giving me your time and hopefully that was helpful on this topic. Feel free to give me a thumbs up and uh, we'll see you again next time. Thanks again.